Well, good morning, everybody. Let me add my word of welcome to all of you. We are glad that you are here as we begin this new year together. And uh, as Dan said, we're beginning a new series this weekend called Clarity. Now, when I was five years old, uh, I went to school for the first time. Back when I was growing up, we didn't have uh, preschool, you know, so it was kindergarten, all right? And, uh, and so about halfway through the year, uh, my kindergarten teacher started noticing that uh, if I was near the back of the room, I was doing this a lot. And uh, so she pulled my mom aside and said, I don't know, you might want to get Marky, which is what they called me then, uh, checked out. Uh, I think maybe he needs glasses. And sure enough, my mom took me to the eye doctor and I needed glasses. In fact, the eye doctor said I probably had needed them my whole life. Seeing a, in the distance was something I just couldn't do. And, and one of my earliest memories is actually walking out of the eye doctor's office. It was early spring and I had my new glasses for the first time. And I remember looking around going, oh my gosh, there's like little bumps on the branches on the trees and stuff. It was stuff I could never see before. And then we went to church that next Sunday. And uh, at the, the old church that we went to, they used hymnals. And they had these boards up in the front of the church. And the ushers would like slide the numbers in so you knew what hymn to look up. How many of you remember maybe seeing those when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know those were there. I couldn't see them. And I always thought my mom and dad were just like psychic or something. Because I'm like... That's how you know the hymn numbers, you know? I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So, so it's important to be able to see clearly, right? It's important to be able to have clarity. And so we're going to spend these next four weeks making sure that we, as a church family, are crystal clear about what we're all about. In fact, we're going to be answering four really big questions. We're going to talk this morning about why we're here. Why do we exist as a church family? Why did God put us here? And, uh, and then we're going to talk about how we behave, what are kind of the family rules, what, what, what do we do as we live together, and, uh, and, and, and we're going to then finally finish up with how do we stay focused, how do we keep that clarity as we do move forward. And so I just want to encourage you to be here for this series. Now you probably know our mission, you've probably heard it if you've been around Trinity at all, our mission is helping people to look, live, and love more like Jesus every day. In fact, we often shorten that just to that phrase, more like Jesus. That's what we're all about, helping people be more like Jesus. But why? Why is that our mission? Why, why do we care if people are, are living more like Jesus, or looking more like Jesus, or loving more like Jesus? That's what we want to get clear about. So if you've been a part of Trinity maybe for years and years and years, you're a longtime member here, uh, maybe that's a little fuzzy for you, so we want to help make that clear. Or if, if you're a first-time visitor here, what a great time to be visiting because you're going to learn right away, right up front, what we're all about as a church. And uh, by the way, I, uh, I love that picture I found of visitors because most of the time here at Trinity, visitors are the only ones wearing ties. You, they kind of stick out. Right, Gary? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but, uh, but if you're a visitor here, you're going to get to hear what we're all about as a church. And so, uh, so we are really glad that you're here. Now, before I go any further, I would like you to just take a minute to pray with me. So can we pray together? Lord, I pray that the words I'm about to speak and the thoughts that we think together as we meditate on your word for us, Lord, I pray that that would all be truly acceptable in your sight, O oh God, who did indeed come so that we might have abundant life and to share that life with others. Amen. Now, we just got done with Christmas, and we heard the stories about Jesus when he was a little baby laid in a manger in Bethlehem. But 
Did you know that in the book of Luke that that story comes from, the next story about Jesus after these stories about him when he was a baby is right away when he's 12 years old. It just kind of skips over, you know, the first 11 years of his life and goes straight to when he was 12 years old. Now, when he was 12 years old, his family was living in a place called Nazareth. And uh, they had made a journey all the way down to Jerusalem so that they could be part of the Passover celebration there in Jerusalem. And, uh, and now the celebration's over, and they're getting ready to head back home, and Jesus' parents accidentally leave the Son of God behind in the city. Nice move, you know? It's kind of like DCFS knocking on their door going, what, really, you know? So yeah, and so they're, they're, when they realize it, they're panicked, and they go rushing back to Jerusalem, and they're looking everywhere for Jesus. They look in the marketplace, and the place where they were staying, and they're just looking everywhere for him, and they can't find him. And finally, they think to check the temple, and there he is. He's in the temple, and he's not just hanging around the temple, he's talking with all the religious leaders, and... Uh, and he's amazing them with his knowledge and with his questions and stuff like that. And, and Mary and Joseph come up to Jesus and they're like, what are you doing to us? We were, we were terrified. We were scared. And we were looking all over for you. And Jesus looks at him and he's genuinely surprised. And, and he says, I, I don't understand why you were looking all over for me. Didn't you know that I'd be here? Didn't you know that I would be about my father's business? You see, Jesus had incredible clarity. He knew exactly why he was here. He knew exactly what he was all about, and he was about doing what his father had sent him to do. Now, what was that? Well, later on in his life, Jesus said it this way. In John 10, 10, he said, here's why I'm here. Here's why I came. I came that people would have life, and not just any old life. He said, I've come that they might have abundant life. Now, what does that mean? What is abundant life all about? Is it this? Is that abundant life? Well, I think a lot of people think it is, right? If I've got a lot of stuff, if I've got, you know, a lot of shoes and clothes, I mean, that closet's bigger than my living room, I think, but uh, I think a lot of people think that's what abundant life is. That's what abundant life is all about, But, but when Jesus was here, he taught very clearly that that's not what life is about. He said, folks, life is not found in things. And we don't have abundant life if we have a lot of things or, or all the special stuff to eat or the best car to drive or the biggest house to live in. He said, that's not what life is all about. Life is about something different. And in another place, in John's gospel, Jesus said it this way. He said, my father, God, loves people, loves this world so much that he sent me his only son, That whoever believes in me will not perish, but will have, what's that word? Eternal life. Folks, first and foremost, we need to know that the life Jesus came to give is life that lasts forever. Now, uh, I want to introduce you to some friends of mine, and I'm going to put their picture up, but they're actually here with us this morning. This is the Kloss family. And uh, I've known them a long time. In fact, Sue and I ran track together back in Concordia about 70 pounds ago, at least for me. I, I don't know about you, Sue, but, uh, but uh, yeah, we, were, we ran track together back in college. And Gary and I, when I used to teach, Gary and I used to coach against each other. We were at uh, neighboring schools. And then um, when I uh, first had a call as pastor, it was to St. Andrew's Luther Church in Park Ridge, Illinois, where both Gary and Sue were on the staff there. 
And uh, so I've known these guys a long time, and, and those are their three daughters. Uh, uh, Katrina and Kristen are on the outside, and their youngest, Katie, is there in the middle. And I've known them since they were just little kids. Well, I don't know if you heard, but uh, tragically, a little over a week before Christmas, Katie was killed in a horrible car accident. She was coaching out at Zion Marengo, the church school that she teaches at, and uh, she was on her way to coach a basketball game, and uh, she never made it there. Just a horrible, horrible tragedy. But I got to tell you guys something, and I want you guys to hear this loudly and clearly. Betty and I went to the visitation out there at Zion, and, and there were thousands of people that came people that were members of the church there and, and knew Katie from that, people that know the family, people from the community. And every single person that came heard the good news about Jesus and experienced that good news through you guys. I, I sat and I watched them. And, and just person after person that came up to comfort them instead found comfort in their hope and the peace that they had. And the joy that they were sharing, even in the midst of this horrible tragedy. You see, here's what they knew beyond a doubt. That in that moment of Katie's death, she met her Lord and her Savior, Jesus. And that he had come to give her that abundant life that lasts forever. I mean, you know, we say 29 years old, it's, that life's too short. But her life's not over, folks. It's going on and on and on, and that's the promise that we have through Jesus Christ. Folks, that's what this is all about. That's why we do what we do, so that people will know that good news, so that moments of tragedy like that, even though they, they are horrible and, and they rip our hearts off, they do not crush us. Death doesn't win life wins because of Jesus. And, and we exist as a church to help people know that. We exist as a church to be used by Jesus to share that message that abundant life means life that lasts forever. And if that's all we did, it would be enough, isn't it? But you know what? There's more. Because the message that Jesus has for us, that, that message of abundant life is more than just about knowing where we're going to go someday when we die. And again, Katie's story reminds us, we never know when that day is going to come, do we? But it's about more than that. It's about how we live life right here and right now every day. Let me tell you another story. This one happened back in Jesus' day. There was this guy named Zacchaeus, and, and he lived in a town called Jericho, and Zacchaeus had abundant life, at least the way the world judges it. He was very, very wealthy, very, very rich. He had everything he wanted, everything he needed. He probably had a closet like that closet before, full of shoes. I mean, you know, he had everything he needed. And, uh, and there was a problem in Zacchaeus' life. He knew something was missing. He knew that even though he had all this stuff, his life was unfulfilled. It was, it was incomplete. There was something fundamentally wrong in his life. And so that day when Jesus came to Jericho, he sought out Jesus because he thought maybe Jesus would have the answer for him. 
Now, let me ask you, we just celebrated New Year's. Why is it that so many people uh, put so much faith and hope in New Year's? You know, it's, it's, like, it's like New Year, it, this is going to be a new year, a chance for a new start, and I'm going to make a bunch of changes in my life this year. And, and it seems like they do that every year, and it seems like nothing ever really changes. Why is that? And, and again, I think it's because of this, they have the same thing that Zacchaeus had, that they know that there's something missing in their life, and they don't know what it is, and they think maybe if they could just make a few changes, maybe if they could just fix a few habits in their life, well, then that will give them the, the abundant life they're looking for. But it doesn't. It never does. One philosopher, actually a mathematician, described it this way many, many years ago. He said, he said it's like people have this hole in their heart, and it's a God-sized hole. It's a hole that only God can fill. And they try to fill it with all kinds of stuff. They try to fill it with, with many possessions or things, or they try to fill it with discipline or some habits in their life, and, and, and no matter what they try to fill it with, it's never enough, because only God can fill that hole. You see, folks, the other thing we're all about as a church is not just helping people know that through Jesus, they can have eternal life, that at the moment of their death, uh, they can find out that death is not the end, but that, that they can live forever. We exist to not only help them know that, but to help them know that right here and right now, they can have that relationship with God. They don't have to wait till they get to heaven to have that relationship with him. And, and that's why we as a church spend time in God's word and we worship and we connect and we serve because those are the ways that God has taught us and told us that we can experience and develop that relationship with him every single day. Folks, life that is lived with God now is life that will also be lived with him eternally. The abundant life that Jesus was talking about isn't just for heaven someday, but we can have that, that fullness and that joy and that hope and that peace and that sense of fulfillment and, and significance every single day of our lives as we live our lives with him. Zacchaeus found that out. After interacting with Jesus that day, Zacchaeus' life was changed forever. Yeah, Zacchaeus, we believe, went to heaven one day because he came to know Jesus as his Lord and as his Savior. But, but that's not just what it was about. Look what Zacchaeus said. He said, I'm going to give half my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody, I'm going to pay them back four times. He, he, he just couldn't help but respond to this good news that he had received from Jesus. And look at what Jesus said. Salvation has come to this house today. Wow. Not salvation is going to come to Zacchaeus someday. Right now, right here, today. And then I love how Jesus ended this. He said, the Son of Man came to find lost people and save them. Folks, that's what Jesus meant by abundant life. And that's why we are here as a church. I mean, very simply, the answer to that first question Let's be really clear about it. The answer to that first question, why are we here? It's to help people experience that abundant life that Jesus has for them now every day and someday forever in heaven. That's why we're here. That's why we do everything we do. That's what it's all about. Now, I, I just want to uh, share one last thing as I wrap up the message. I don't, how many of you were over at Kimberly Way last weekend for our, our New Year's service? Yeah, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? 
Uh, last weekend, if you don't know, uh, knowing it was New Year's Day and we weren't sure how many people were going to come to church on New Year's Day, but it was Sunday, so we were going to have church. So, so we decided we would have one service over at our Kimberly Way location for anybody that calls Trinity their church home. So whether you're a part of our Galewood campus in the city, or our South Naperville campus, or here at Green Trails, or over at Kimberly Way, we said, you know, all four of our sites, you know, we're going to be together on New Year's morning for one service. And some of the folks from the praise team here played for the service, and, and we used the, the organ over there too, and we just did all kinds of stuff, and it was, it was an awesome service. And I had so many people coming up to me after the service going, this was really fun. This was really exciting. We should do this more often. And in fact, a few of them said, we should do this every week. And, and in fact, they were kind of going, and why did we do this whole multi-site thing again, you know? Well, because that's where the lost people are, right? I mean, the reason we are one church in four locations is because there are people in South Naperville that need to experience that abundant life, that need to have the hope and knowledge that, that when they die, they can go to heaven, and right now, right here, they can live a different kind of life because of Jesus. And not just in South Naperville, but in the Galewood area of the city of Chicago, and who knows where else? Who knows what's going to be next for us? Now, the Apostle Paul put it this way. He said, I've become all things to all people so I could save some of them in any way possible. He said, I do this because of the good news. Look, sometimes people say to me, man, Trinity's kind of a different church. What, why do we do this? Or, or, or why do we do that? And you know what the answer is? It's right there. So that by all means, people can have that abundant life that God has for them. Now, one last thing, Klaus family, we're going to keep praying for you guys. Thank you for your witness. Thank you for the hope that you share. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Lord, we want to know clearly what we're all about as a church. And, uh, and Lord, your word tells us clearly what you were all about. You were all about bringing people abundant life, life that is eternal, and life that is every single day different because of you. Lord, I pray that, that we would all have that hope, that, that we would all have that courage, that we would all have that strength that comes from the abundant life you give us. But Lord, even more than that, I pray that we would all share that good news with others that our lives would be all about what your life was all about, seeking and saving the lost, sharing the good news with those that hear it, living in response to your love and your grace in our lives. And Lord, I want to admit to you that um, even though I know in my life, I've known that good news my whole life, there are times when I get distracted. There are times when I lose focus. Lord, give me some clarity today. Give us all some clarity. Help us to know beyond a doubt that you are our Lord and our Savior. And let us never as individuals or as a church stop sharing that good news with others. Amen. Thank you for spending some time in God's Word with us during this message. It was recorded live in worship at Trinity Church in Lyle, Illinois, where God is leading us on our mission to look, live, and love more like Jesus. Would you like to know more about a relationship with Christ or more about Trinity? 
who we are, what we believe, and where and when you might join us in worship or growth group. Please visit our website at tlc4u.org. That's the letters T-L-C, the number four, and the letter U.org. May God bless you and yours abundantly through Jesus Christ. Thanks again for listening.